Welcome to Connemara Ponytails, a series of interviews giving you an insider's view on all things related to the Connemara Pony. We'll be exploring a broad range of topics with experts in their fields and also having some light-hearted chats with breeders, riders, producers and Connemara Pony enthusiasts. We hope you enjoy this free series. Follow updates and share feedback on our Facebook page, Connemara Pony World. Hello and welcome to Connemara Ponytails. I hope you're all well. Today I'm delighted to be joined by three really great young breeders who are happy to share their stories with us. Joining me are Emer Coleman and Lorcan Glynn from Ireland and Emma Jane Murray from Scotland. Welcome guys and thanks for taking the time to speak to me. Thanks so much for joining um, and yeah, I'm excited to hear there's there's been interest from listeners about hearing from our younger breeders, hence trying to pick this one up. So just to kick off, maybe Emer, you'd tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, so hi everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm always more than happy to talk about ponies. <laughs> um, so I'm Emer Colvin. I breed Connemara ponies in County Limerick under the prefix um, Clownana. So I breed nearly all Connemaras and we got our first Connemara in 2007. Um, no one in my family had Connemaras before that. So me and my dad went and we bought uh, Connemara Philly Fold, Glenlow Lady Fiona. So she's still with us as a brood mare and we have a few more brood mares and some young stock and I ride a few of them and then we stand a Connemara Stallion as well and do Holiday Alley. So he was just passed last year and we've a few foals by him now. So I do a bit of showing in hand and stuff as well. So that's it. Brilliant. And just for, for listeners to Holiday Alley, tell us a little bit about his breeding. Um, he's by Dinali Lad out of an Inverne Rocky mare. Um, I bought him as a foal in Clifton Sales. So he's a four-year-old now. He was passed last year. Uh, okay. So this year is kind of his first year at Stud. We covered a few of our own mares with him last year. So looking forward to seeing a good few foals by him next year. Brilliant. Really exciting. Well, thanks, Emer. Um, and Lorcan, tell us a little about yourself. So, um, yeah, my name is Larkin Glynn. Um, I'm from Athlone in County Roscommon. Um, also in the breeding of ponies and equine, uh, living on the family farm of cattle and horses. Um, we've always been breeding horses, but the Connemaras were the latest thing probably to come to the farm also. We have quite a few horses at the minute, um, a good mixture of Connemaras, um, mostly mares and foals being sold here and a few young stock kept on um also like emer they're standing a stallion so it's better brings a nice lightness to the mm. yard every spring who's the stallion larkin uh knightbridge prince is his name he's um he's out of ratlack and cascade who's a larkin's cascade dawn and then his dam is castle squire okay and he's um, is he yeah. is he broken and riding as well or is he just um he's standing? Broken and riding. He done a lot of showing in hand um as a young okay. pony and uh, loose jumped as a three year old, then he went to studs. He was broken and ridden for leisure, that's all. Um he's eight year old now, so he's a few years at stud done. Great. And then last but not least, Emma Jane, hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. Hi. Um, my name is Emma Jane, as I said. Um, I'm a little bit different. I came into ponies very late. Um, I'm from a very non-horsey country family. 
Um, so I didn't learn to ride till um, early high school um, okay. due to a friend um, pushing me into going to a local riding school. And um, from there, I kind of um, developed uh, just a love for little ponies. Yeah, and so stuck with that through high school. Then at the end of uh, high school, I decided to go to college and studied horse management where I met my husband. Um, and um, we now stay down in Peebles, uh, the Scottish Borders, on a farm that he manages with cows and sheep. Oh, wow. And um, very lucky to have the space to sort of have a few ponies. Um, I originally fell in love with the Eriski pony, which is an island pony off the west coast. Um, but they are quite small. And it was apparent that I'm not particularly tall. I'm only about five foot three. Um, okay. And I could still ride the 13 hand um, pony. But the the breeding went a wee bit skew-if and went a bit small for me and um, I wanted something that would jump and actually have a lot of fun and still be hardy so we went off looking for a Connemara um, oh a good maybe about 19 so about 14-15 years ago and um, uh, got my first mare uh, Ruby who's a Castle Strange wee sparrow so she is an Irish mare yeah. but um, came across the water on um, her on her mother um, so she was sold um, as a weanling, and um, I got her as a four-year-old, a three-year-old rising four, um, just broken, and the love really kind of started from there. So. Um, and what? So how many have you got now? I've got eight in the the, the backfield at the moment, okay. um, all different ages. Um, I've got two foals from this year, um, from and that we used Oakland Satyricon. Um, Amy Smith's stallion down south. Yes, um, yeah. I don't have a stallion. Okay. So we, I just do at the moment. I only do a couple of a couple of foals every two years, or alternate yeah. depending on what suits the mare. I've only got two brood mares as yeah. well. Um, Ruby, who is now nineteen, she will be retiring um, gracefully, <laughs> um, and my nieces and nephews will probably maybe get her back into work and do a bit of hacking. Um, but uh, it's really just, I love how easy they are, how I can just look out the window and see them in the field and they're happy as a wee herd and it just makes me smile. Um, I w- wish it, it was a Scottish breed, but um, I just find they're just ticks so many boxes for me and for the young kids um, for my nieces and nephews about they're just um, a lovely, lovely breed to have. Yeah, it's really interesting. So the the three of you, um, none of you come from Connemara backgrounds, um, no. which is interesting. No. And there's a lot of our previous guests that come. There's a, a heritage or tradition of of breeding. So what I think would be really interesting to pick up is what. So your younger breeders, your two of you have stallions. You're looking at the future of breeding and what you want and. Maybe just actually while we're still talking to you, Emma Jane, and we'll go backwards, when it comes to breeding goals or what you're thinking about for the future of your breeding program, what 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 you, you said you really like the temperament and the pony, but what, what's important to you as you look at breeding? I think I went with a wish, a wish list when I went looking for a stallion the first time I, I bred a few years back. Mm. And top of the list was temperament because of the kids being about and 
for me, handling them. I'm not interested in having something that's really quite sharp. Mm. Um, but obviously confirmation is always there with anything that you breed. Um, pony characteristics. I'm predominantly breeding something that's more around the 14 hand mark. Okay. I'm not interested in, even though Ruby, my older mare, she is full up 14-2, although that's questionable when you see her against others in the lineup. But mm-hmm. she is big. Um, okay. And I'm not, I don't need them to be that size. Um, I'm, and are, I'm, you, are you finding there is a market for the 14-hand pony? We spoke about that a bit in the last recording. Well, you did. The problem mm-hmm. I've got is I don't tend to sell them. Um, as my husband said... Okay. He's going to pitch up a sign at the bottom of the road, buy one, get one free. Um, <laughs> he's always saying you're collecting them. But I mean, I just, I, I love breeding them. And I, yeah. I'm doing it on such a small scale. And yes. I'm doing it for my own reasons, my own personal reasons. And I'd love to see a right pony, um, hardy, it might not live out. Some have rugs on, but that's purely just because and there's no, we've only got natural shelter. We don't actually have buildings to house them in the winter. Yeah. Um, and movement. I, I'm, I like them still to be moved like a mountain in moorland. I like them to float a little, but I'm mm. not that keen on how they're moving towards them being a bit lighter in bone and a bit too show pony-ish. Yeah. Um, so that's really what, you know, That's really clear. What your your goal is, you're breeding something for yourself at the moment that you really like as a yeah. type, which is a great temperament. You can go out, you can really get on with it and looks typey and pony and not yeah. too cool. Yeah, and I'm not um, too fast size, yeah. Yeah, and Lorcan, what about you when it comes to what you're looking to breed and, you know, the, the stallion? You bought that stallion, did you, or did you breed him? I bought him as a foal. Um, okay. I, haven't, I haven't since he was a baby, so... Um, yeah, kind of like what was touched on there. Temperament is temperament is good mostly in the ponies anyway, so it's going to be there once you do your bit of work with them and handling. Um, the the traditional the traditional type and the the old bloodlines is 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 important to keep alive there as well, and you know keep them going. Um, so is there is, is there a bloodline that you like then that you're particularly looking out for? I don't exactly focus on in on the one. Now I do. I like I like the Larkins breeding. That's why I I kept on that boy as a cold. I I always like mm-hmm. the Larkins Cascadon ponies. Yeah, yeah. And um, they're sort of they seem to be dual purpose enough. Any of them that I've had, you know. Mm. Um. And lovely temperaments. But, yeah, yeah. Like the stallion I have there, he's he's as good as any gelding. You or you know, he's he's as quiet as anything the traditional the bone like you don't need the floaty paces uh, as she said there that goes into the mm. show pony type you know the, the Connemara isn't for that you know and mm. um, they're, they're 13 to the 14 to I suppose so you don't need to lose the run yourself between a horse and a pony I suppose I, I, that's kind of what I like as well the the confirmation is key in every aspect Um just just a nice pony, a real pony pony, I suppose. Mm. Um, and Emer, are you similar to the two of them or is there other things you look out for when breeding? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with the two of them. I, I kind of aim to breed something that, you know, really looks like a Connemara pony. You know, sometimes we see Connemara ponies and you wouldn't even recognise them from other breeds. So I try to stick, you know, to a real pony type. Um, I try to get as much bone as possible. Um, 
most of my mares, my two of them would have done a lot of jumping. So most of what I breed, you know, they they're good all rounders. They can jump and and they did hunting and stuff like that. So they're good performance ponies, but they still look like a Connemara. They still you still recognise them when you see them that they're a Connemara. Yeah, I, I do some showing as well, so I kind of try to breed something that's a good enough standard that I can bring out to shows because I love getting the homebred stuff out. Or it's a lot more rewarding when you're there with something that you've bred and you've been there with since it was a baby. So, um, yeah, I mostly just try to breed um really good quality Connemara that you know is true to type and has a good bit of bone. Um, moves nicely as well, but I'd agree with the other two that they don't need to move like a show pony. They can still move well without being overly flashy in life. Mm. And what, what, so we did have a couple of questions in, and it kind of leads on to the next one, which would be around your longer term breeding programs. So, Emer, if we look at where we are with the pony today, the good, the bad, and the ugly, <clears throat> you know, it's not perfect, but we've got amazing ponies as well. So, if you were to be known, if we, looking 30 years ahead and Emer has been breeding what do you want to contribute to the breed and what would you like to bring as a longer term breed program um well I'd really like to breed ponies that you know they have good bone like a lot of ponies are getting very light it's actually quite hard to find a good type Connemara pony that has a lot of bone and you know a really nice pony head um, so I mostly am aiming to produce something that is really good quality pony to show. Um, so hopefully I'll keep up in the quality and eventually, you know, we'll have a good string of ponies that are show quality ponies. And Lorcan, is there anything specific you're thinking that you'd focus on? <laughs> well, something that has popped up a lot in the last year or two with the ponies getting so popular is the, the class one breeding. Um, I think it's important that there's a lot of people breeding mares that just aren't bothered to bring them to inspections maybe or maybe don't have the education to do it or to know that it should be done. Um, I think it's important to um, keep the breed standard up that they should be should they should they be all inspected and classified. So is that something you would be proactive? You should be classed so that we have a very clear, this is why it's class one and we should be using these ponies? Look at doctors different patients die, but I would I would promote classifications um because at the end of the day you're trying to improve the breed every time you do something. Um mm. the inspections need to be realistic for what the ponies are, I suppose. Um they need to be fair and realistic. Um but I would I would be a fan of pushing it a little more because there's a lot of there's a lot of great ponies out there and have been slightly jeopardized in their success because of maybe they're the breeding not being classified and then them not being allowed to go to inspections or mm. you know going back to Emma Jane Emma Jane the their Lorcan's point is that there's you know there are good mares out there that maybe aren't going through the classifications does that happen in the UK as well or um I mean there's a less not as many ponies but do most kind of Mara pony breeders take them to the inspections Yes, I'm finding that very much so. And actually, a lot are buying from over in Ireland and then getting them inspected here. Um, I've I've been to a couple of fill inspections this year and um, there was quite a few Irish ones getting put through just um, all different sort of ages too because they've obviously come on a, a different passport or they've not been graded yet and a lot of them want to show them. 
And to mm. do that over here, you must have a class one or class two animal mm. to be able to enter a, a mountain and moorland registered class or breed um, Connemara class. So they're they're popular over here. I mean, I saw all different sort of shapes and sizes, colours. Um, not most of it predominantly grey still. Mm. Um, all very nice mares. Um, all you know, not necessarily all go away off and just do showing. They'll they'll probably go an event and whatnot. But they want to be able to do loads of things with them, and that's really what the breed is famous for and mm. is brilliant for. But yes, I, I do agree. We still need to keep the classifications. I think it still needs tweaking, um, but that's something that any good society will keep doing. And, you know, things change as um, the breed evolves. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking, Lorcan, do you think they're stricter, it seems, in the UK that the pony needs to be class one or class two for the ridden and performance classes? I think we're less strict here in Ireland. Do you think... From what you said on the whole inspections for the the you know the in hand pony, do you think that should follow suit for the the performance ponies? Yeah, like in Ireland, it's it's as you said, it's not as strict. There's only one show there, and it's it's the biggest show for the Connemara that them requirements are there for. Mm. Um, but across the country, you can truck away with a class three or whatever you want. That's what, yeah. probably why the, the 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 real drive isn't there to do it, but it's when you come to sell the pony then and maybe you could find the perfect home and it may not suit then like a home in the UK or that and it may not suit because of because of this. And some people then begin to question, well, why isn't it class one or why isn't it class two or what's wrong with it or, you know. Mm. And Emer, have you any thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a, a lot of ponies that aren't class. Um, it is a pity because, you know, it's one day you know if you just bring them out and get them through the inspection you know you if you put in a bit of effort you know you like if you're breeding from them you must like them some amount to breed from them so you obviously think that they're good enough to breed off of so you know you could just bring them out for inspection and have them classed it is a pity to see ponies off a class three parent so hopefully you know a bit more education people might realize that the importance of it you know, when, when we look at ponies, we think of the a lot about the older breeders and, you know, we, we have, you know, very positive thoughts about them and what they've done. And this episode is about young breeders of the future. And I know, but I know very little about this, that there are young breeder classes. I'm not as sure, Emma Jane, in the UK, but is there anything else we should be doing to actually, I mean, all of you are young, but there's even younger breeders coming up and we really need to, I think, foster that, and encourage them to get out there and to really get into it. So I'm really interested to see, did any of you go through any, in Ireland, does Horseboard Ireland have young breeder programs? Are there classes, I think, for young breeders or is it young handler classes or like maybe, Laura, can you just want to, are, what are we doing for young breeders that's working really well or what we, should we do a little bit more of? Yeah, we definitely are pushing it. You can see it in the last couple of years. There's been more competitions. Um, HSI and Chagas have been pushing it. Um, okay. I was lucky enough to be involved in young handlers and young breeders competitions with them. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Because our, our audience might be interested because it might be something they want to get into. Yeah, um, look, at there's, there's great competitions there. Um, there's young handlers run every year. It started... To a couple of years ago jeez I can't actually recall the year um, maybe 2018 and I was lucky enough to get to the final and win it and uh, look at it it gives you a great boost and um, 
What did what did it that involve? It involves um, a bit of theory and research on a particular breeding. Now it's all sport horse breeding that they produced. Um, okay. There's questions and uh, a bit of a small theoretical exam on on the breeding and um, confirmation of horses, and then you have to show them and handle them in hand as well, and you're assessed mm. on that. So it's quite fun, like you get to prepare and you go to qualification days and if you're lucky enough, you get through to the final and it's a big day out, you know, it puts you puts you in the mood for it, really. And the Connemaras seem to have a good a good um, following there with the youth. I think that's why they're probably pushing the sport horse side of things more. Um, you'll always see a lot of children in the Connemaras at the shows and all that. I think the pony mm. just the pony attracts the youth to them because they're so versatile and so friendly and well-mannered yeah. and everything. Is the is the young handler class in Ireland encouraging, it's really to, to promote then moving on to become young breeders? Um, yeah, well, that's, I suppose that's just getting you the interest and then to do the, the young breeders programs, they go well into depth in the breeding and mm. all the science behind horses and all that. It, it's very interesting and it just, it gets you interested and then you take it on in your own initiative, I suppose, after that. And Emer, did have you done anything like that yourself? Um, no, I didn't do any of the young handler handler classes or the breeding programs or anything like that. Um mostly you know, what I have learned from where I've learned most of what I know <laughs> is just getting out and you know, getting out as much as you can and just seeing as many ponies as possible. Like, you know, if you go to the sales and you're constantly watching them and, you know, listening to other people telling you about ponies and just picking up as much experience as possible. Like, if you go to the sales and you're watching, you know, there's probably about 200 ponies a day at Clifton sales or whatever, you know, you're seeing so many ponies, you're developing your eye for a pony and yes. just picking up on the smaller things. And like most people, most of the older breeders are more than happy to share their knowledge with people. Um, like a lot of people, you know, are happy for that, for people to come in and see their ponies and like even when you go and see stallions or anything like that, you know, a lot of people are very good to pass on their information to you. And I think especially when you're younger, they kind of they kind of feel a bit more comfortable telling you what to do. Yeah. You know, they're <laughs> sometimes no. if an older person goes in, they kind of you know they're a bit apprehensive about telling them uh, what's wrong with their pony. But you know, if if somebody if I bring my pony someplace and somebody criticizes them or whatever, like you know, that's all help for me to see in the future when I'm looking at pony I might see something that I wouldn't have seen before and I think that's a really good advice for younger listeners they do want to be asked they want to share their knowledge and probably with with younger people yeah you just need to get yourself out there and don't be shy (laughs) good advice and um Emma Jane do you have in any young breeder programs in the UK not really like that no and I'm very much like um, the same thing sort of it was speaking to the older breeders not necessarily of Connemara's just breeders um, we've got quite a good few excellent um, breeders up in Scotland Welsh ponies um, and obviously the Staveleys helped me an awful lot and sort of get me creeping into the breeding side of it yeah. but at the end of the day I started with um, picking I I get on really well with mares so I can peep mares and get on brilliant so I, I think that they always have to um, do quite well ridden and be hand you know prove themselves is what I should say 
first before they then go on to, to have a full, so that at least it's not just a pretty face, that they actually had some background. And that was something that was pressed to me from an older breeder, um, uh, along with choose pick your type, you know, get your type stamped, you know, and try and go for that. Yeah. I haven't quite gone that way because I've got two different mares, but I love both of them equally in different ways. And so, um, what are you what are you doing with the mares? What what are you competing at? Um, to be to be honest, I tend to see what suits them the best. So the older mare that I mm. started off with, she was excellent at jumping, and still okay. really is. She um has shown the three offspring that I've still got in the back field. There, they've all jump loose, and I've seen them, and they 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 just jump on a hairpin, so they do. Um, the little mare that I've got, um. Little Vale Gentle Charm. She is kind of opposite of of, of Ruby. She um is very pretty. Um, yeah. loads of bone, fourteen hands, quite small, very pony head, very pony sort of stamp, which is what I felt Ruby was lacking. So I've got like two, and she's more like a flat pony, very sh- um pretty. She's done very well in the few times she's been out, and I yeah. <laughs> It's everybody's sort of got a different way of how they get around what they want to produce. And uh, I find that the older breeders kind of just said, look, just pick a couple of things you want to try and aim for and then go for it. It might not be what everybody else wants to do, um, but just keep asking questions and um, don't be scared to have a go at something. I think that's really good advice. And I think when you're younger, you do confidence might be lacking a bit. So mm-hmm, just get out mm-hmm. there and get in front of them. Is there any other, while we're on that, any other tips any of you have for for younger? There's probably, um, we have a lot of listeners that are younger that are riders and maybe haven't quite got to that age of breeding yet. But if there are some listeners looking to get into breeding, anything else that you could recommend or any tips for them? Um, I definitely say to invest in a good mayor. Yeah. <laughs> your yep. your mare is the start of everything, you know. Buy a mare that you like, you know. Like more than not, more often than not, like your foals are going to come really like your mare. Yeah. Um, like if you want to breed quality foals, you have to start out with a good mare. Even you know, if you're trying to save money, you know, go down an age, you know, go for something younger and just wait a few extra years to get that foal, but. Yeah, you definitely want to buy a mare that you like. I think that's the biggest thing. At least then you can choose a stallion that suits her and you you can bring bring her to whatever stallion you like after that, but definitely buy a mare that you like. It's a really good point. And and then also there's a bigger pool of ponies as a two-year-old rather than a three or four-year-old as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And Lorcan, any tips for anyone? No, pretty much covered there. Like listening is a big thing in the horse world. Um, there's there's a lot of well educated and people that have made the mistakes before, you know. So listen to those experienced people, I suppose, and that's how we've all got to where we are. We've all been talking to generations before us and 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 learning from their advice, I suppose. Um, and the mayor thing definitely definitely a strong strong point there on the mayor getting a nice mayor and a good foundation. I think the great thing as well about social media is that it's it's no longer, you know, sometimes people don't want to pick up the phone, but now you can send a little message on Facebook to someone and the worst they can do is say no or not get back to you. So for younger breeders wanting to get advice or ask questions, it's it's only a message away now to, to some of the older, more established breeders. 
Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I found that I've pestered a few over the years <laughs> and still do, and still do. I, I do it to get guests like yourselves on. I just pester you all. <laughs> <laughs> so, most, and most people are always happy to talk about their ponies anyway. Most people are more than happy to give you advice and help you out. I, I think you're so right. And I, I'm thinking of all the brilliant breeders who we keep an eye on their updates all the time, including yourselves. But let's go back to the more established known ones. I'm sure if they get a message from any younger breeder who wants to ask about their stallion or ask about the mare or quiet advice, they're, they're nine out of 10 times they're going to get back and give them something. So I think you're right. Yeah. So if we if we look into 2022, we're already coming to the end of 2021, which was a funny year for everybody. I'll just go through one by one what your what your goal is, because I know um, most folk have sort of one or two goals for the year, what they want to achieve, assuming that everything goes ahead. So maybe, Emma Jane, we'll go back and start with you. What's what's your focus or your goal for next year? Definitely to try and get back to normal ish. Um, yeah. We've missed out on an awful lot. That'd be two years now, really, because all our agricultural shows basically didn't run mm. um, in 2020 and 2021. So it would be nice to just get back to seeing our friends, um, meeting up with new, making new friends, you know, which is standing in the lineup, um, whether it be at the bottom, whether it be at the top or in the middle. Um, it's always, I miss the chat. Um, yeah. And it would be, that's my aim is really just to get um, my, I've got a four-year-old and a five-year-old um, out and um, I'll probably be meeting up with a lot more new people I've not met before because there'll be a lot of younger kids coming up that have grown up in the last two years that I've probably never met that are now into bigger ponies so I'm looking forward to making new friends and seeing my old ones. I love it brilliant um, and Emer, how about yourself? Uh, well hopefully shows will get back up and running now in 2022 um, it was a it was a long summer with only a few shows this mm-hmm. year um, I have a filly foal that we bred. I'll hopefully get her out for next year. That's kind of what, that's the one that I'd be aiming for for next year. But we'll have to wait and see how she turns out. And um, there's okay. a few other ponies there that I'd like to get out to a few shows as well. But um, mostly focusing with her, I think, is what I'd be hoping to get her out to a good few shows. And hopefully there might be a few more foals there maybe they might get out to some shows as well I'm riding my stallion as well so we might have a bit of fun on him as well and just enjoy him brilliant and I'm just have you many foals coming up next year um so I have six foals in total four of them are Connemara's so the four foals that we have due are by my own stallion yeah so it'll be exciting to see them um and Lorcan what about you what's the big goal for next year um, well, definitely getting back out and about and the social side of things because you meet great people in the ponies and in the horse world and you'd miss meeting everyone and being out and about. So yeah. hopefully we get that back. And um, look, the the first crop of foals now are getting up to the age of competing out of the stallion as well. So they'll oh, be pushing up to three, four, five-year-olds, getting them out there and following them. It's always exciting to see your own yeah, your own produce uh, out and about as well on the circuit. So we're looking forward to seeing them. And what about the likes of uh, Dublin Horsham, maybe not, but to Clifton? Will you bring anything to Clifton next year, assuming it goes ahead? Yeah, yeah. If they go ahead, we're from May to October. We never miss a weekend show on here in this house. Um, so the RDS, Clifton, all the all the shows every weekend, big and small. We hope to be at them. 
we just have to pray it all it all goes ahead um well, guys thank you so much i just if there's anyone listening and you know you're sort of the the up and coming but if they want have questions is it okay if they reach out to you on facebook definitely yeah, yeah of course yeah, yeah no problem i'm just yeah. thinking because you, you're the generation reaching out and now you're sort of getting older maybe there's a younger generation that want to kick off or want to wonder how to get about this so um i can share your your facebook details after this as well but thanks a million and really good to talk to you all and thank you for sharing all the details much appreciated thank no bother at all. thanks for having thanks us very much. thanks yeah. a lot